0: what's up how are you today it's your girl morgan b cash of morganbcash.com i am your branding and marketing genius and i help women entrepreneurs brand and market their genius so that they can increase their income impact and influence and so today is Wednesday one of my favorite days of the week actually every day of the week is my favorite day (laughs) and so what that means for us is that we're gonna have a Bible study for entrepreneurs and so pretty excited about it um over the past couple of weeks I was really trying to think of what really could be like a focus what did I want to talk about primarily and so I don't really have a focus it's just whatever I feel led to share with you and so This past, I think it was last Thursday, actually, I was reading one of my favorite books is Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans. Um, And so I was reading that book and she mentioned something in there about birthing the impossible. And I was thinking to myself, yo, that's tight. I need to figure out (laughs) what can I talk about when it comes to birthing the impossible. I just love the title. And so what I was reminded immediately was of mary and the birth of jesus now listen i'm a nerd okay so i don't just read things as how it is in the bible i look at historical context and i also look at uh cultural cultural context as well and so i try to combine those whenever i'm studying and i'm reading the bible and so It's really helped me understand how God is really trying to work in our time day and time because in our culture Because we can read something in the Bible and it just makes no good sense to us, right? But then when we try to understand the impact of it then and correlate it with it now We get a whole totally different meaning and it opens up the scriptures for us So that's really what I wanted to do today was talk about birthing the impossible using Mary and Jesus And so the story comes from Luke 1 and really, the whole chapter of Luke 1 through 38 is super powerful because it um, begins with talking about Elizabeth and how um, John, I'm sorry, Zacharias, his, um, he is John's father. And how Gabriel the angel came to, to him, He he's, he was a priest, and let him know, hey, yo. God is going to give you a son. And so he he was old in age and his wife was old as well. And she was considered not able to have children. And so when he told him that, he finally was like, wow, God is really going to remove this this deep fear that I have that I'll never have children. And so then after um, he finally, after Elizabeth is pregnant, we finally get introduced to, to Mary. Now, keep in mind. John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin because Elizabeth and Mary are cousins, right? And so, we meet Mary in verse 28. So, from, I'm sorry, 26. So, from Luke 1, 26 through through 38, that's where our key story is going to be talking about. And so, I'm going to give you a little context before I go really too deep into the story. And so, we have Luke here telling the story about how... Um, Mary was given the assignment now who is Gabriel before we go too deep we find out that Gabriel is one of the most esteemed angels he stands in the presence he dwells in the presence of God and God sends him out to deliver the good news and so we meet Gabriel then we also meet Mary who is Mary? well Mary lived in Nazareth she was engaged to Joseph and so we don't get much, besides the fact that she's a virgin, we don't get much details about that. Let's talk about her being a virgin. I think that's something super critical because that's that's the key part about it being impossible. So, we find out that gabriel comes to her and he lets her know hey yo you're gonna be jesus's father you're gonna i mean mother you're gonna bring her him into this earth he is going to do great things for the kingdom of god he's going to go before um he's going to redeem this world and mary is like yo bro how me this chick right here i've never been with a man i'm still married i mean i'm engaged and how in the world is that supposed to happen Let's explain and why she said, I've never been with a man I am engaged. So I did some research because I'm a nerd. That's what I do. And I found out that for Jewish customs back in that time, there was two types of ceremonies. The first ceremony was the engagement part of it. The second ceremony was the actual wedding. Very similar to what we do now in our culture, but the key thing that made theirs different is that when you became engaged you were automatically well at that time that that was a significant part of your marriage that's when you became married but the woman would not immediately go off and live with the husband right she would actually go back to her father's home and then it wasn't until the time for them to be actually married was when the ceremony the wedding was when their marriage would become consummated so at this time when G- when Gabriel comes to meet Mary he's actually meeting her at her father's house because she was only engaged she had not been in um, in official marriage she hadn't had the ceremony wedding yet and so I thought that was really important to understand because she had she technically according to their custom she was married she just hadn't had sex with a man that's really what it was so that's what made it impossible right so so, Gabriel, he, he lets her know, yo, listen, no worries, yo, God with you. You got favor with God. He saw you sitting up high, looking out low. He saw you. And so, because He saw you, you are going to be the one who brings Jesus into this world. And because He saw you, you are going to be the one to bring out, birth out this assignment. I love this story because for two reasons. I love the fact that God showed up to. Uh, Mary right where she was. She didn't have to go to a church or she didn't have to go to someone else. God Brought the angel directly to her. I I, I really love that part about that story What it helps me understand is that no matter where I am No matter what I'm doing no matter how low I am how high I am God would meet me wherever I am I appreciate that part of the story. It's a good reminder And then the second part that I love about it was Mary's heart Mary Asked Gabriel one question and then her heart was was like you know what let's go like I'm down for it and I appreciate I love that part about her story because what it shows is that your yes is super connected to the fruit of what you're doing so the thing I think we have to understand is how can we relate this to our lives like how can I being more again or how can you relate I have an assignment I have a calling I have a gift I have something that God wants me to give out to this earth how can I do this and it's so big like it's huge and it seems super impossible for me how can I make sure that I actually do what he's called me to do I noticed three things in the story I'm gonna break those th- three things down I think these are really significant keys to how we can actually bring this into our reality first though i want to define our terms i'm a teacher so i'm gonna define everything i do because i don't want to lead you astray so first birth what does birthing mean what birthing means and i know it seems super simple to like define this because you're thinking like yo birthing means to have a baby (laughs) like duh like you you the baby and the, the sperm and whatever come together the sperm and the egg they come together and from there they grow grown the baby the belly for nine months and then but that's cool, like that's not that but that's not the whole like definition, right? <laughs> the it means to bring forth birthing means to originate, it means the beginning or coming into existence of something that's what birthing means, and then impossible it means something that's incapable of being. Is something extremely de- desirable, and it's something felt to be incapable of being done, attained, or fulfilled. So we put these two together, we're really trying to understand how to bring forth something that is, Feels as if it's incapable of being done, attained, or fulfilled. That is exactly how you may feel about your mission, your assignment. That is super impossible for me to birth. It is super impossible for me to bring it out into this world. Isn't it? God, it feels too big for me. Like how me of all people, Mary was thinking to herself, me this chick you want me to bring forth jesus that's too much right that's a lot it felt impossible for mary i saw three keys that made this actually happen and i think these are super important for us to understand for ourselves so the first thing i saw was that god was with her something that we need to remember second thing i think we need to remember is that god favors that you are favored by god and then the third thing that you have to do, you got to remember, is that you got to actually say yes. So let's talk about God is with you. Isaiah 41 tells us is that not to fear not for God is with us. Do not be dismayed for he is with us. Right. So the angel reminds her and he lets her know in verse 28, yo, God is with you. You are favored by God. He's with you. And I believe that that helped settle some of her issues in her mind, seeing the angel, like, yo, it's an angel here talking to me, bro. Like, <laughs> I think him saying that to her, help her ease her thoughts, like, okay, this is God. He's with me. Satan is not going to come and tell you that God is with you. Matter of fact, Satan is coming to tell you God don't love you. He ain't studying you. He don't want nothing. That's what Satan's assignment is. So it's to steal, kill, and destroy so when gabriel comes to let you know that god is with you he's coming to ease any doubts and any confusion that you may have of whether or not he's with you in these situations and i think it helped her a lot to receive anything that gabriel had because from there she understood who was the sender who was the messenger it was from god believe we need to understand that for ourselves is that no matter who it is that's talking to you you do have to test the fruit and test the spirits but you got to be reminding reminded that God is with you bro like it doesn't matter where you are he'll meet you where you are you can be in the deepest place in your life you can be in a super deep valley and God will come to that place and he'll come and comfort you he'll come keep you the Bible tells us that he would never leave us not to be fearful not to be afraid because he's with us always so we got to understand that God is everywhere so there is no place that he cannot come to where you are and meet you just like how he did with Gabriel with Gabriel and Mary he met her where she was we don't really know the state of, of of Mary's mindset we don't know if she was dealing with something mentally emotionally spiritually or whatever but I believe that him coming to her where she was helped strengthen her in a way that really helped her say yes to what the assignment was so no matter what your assignment is, be mindful of it is that God got you. He's with you. The second thing you have to know is that you are favored by God. This is how you will birth the impossible. What God has assigned you to, we got to remember, he, Jeremiah reminds us is that, I believe it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says that, um for I knew to know the plans that I have for you, right? That's not Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Sounds like Jeremiah one, but he says, I know the plans that I have for you. I'm just going to look that scripture up because I don't like telling you the wrong scripture. Why you got your good old book right in front of you, I always have a backup plan. Believe that before you quote a scripture, you need to verify. If you don't know it, don't just tell people. So it's Jeremiah 1, 5. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So he's letting Jeremiah know here is that you, before you were born, I knew your assignment. And I knew that you were going to need me to do it. But I ordained you. I made sure that the calling on your life is what it is, right? And so I believe that he had to remind Mary of this. It's because when she says let's read it because i think we gotta i'm big on putting my eyes on stuff really big on i need to see it let me see what you're talking about so let's go to luke 1 luke 1 um yeah luke 1 and it reads i'm reading from the new king james version and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth your relative is also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Now hold let's hold hold the line. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying hold the line. I didn't okay, I read from the New Living Translation, I study from that. And so that is my that's the that's what I study, like seriously. So it says that in verse 20 in verse thirty seven, it does not say for with God all things are possible. It actually says something different. Of course, it's a different translation. It says that God's word never fails. Well, isn't it ironic? Because I didn't look at this translation before reading it. Now that it says that nothing is impossible with God, and the time. I'm I'm just blown away. Because I didn't core, I didn't even look at this translation. But this is my hood bible, so I don't ever open it no more because it's toe up, <laughs> it's toe up, y'all see. But okay, <laughs> so in verse. 29 it says she was troubled at his saying when he tells her that she's favorite And I'm sure she was saying to herself, like, yo, who am I to be favored by God? Like, what did I do? What didn't I do? What do I have to do to be favored by God? You may be thinking the same thing. But remember, Jeremiah, God knew you before you were born. He formed you in your mother's womb. And even before then, he knew what you were called to do. And so... I believe that it's important for us to understand what favor truly means. Favor is, you can write this definition down, over generous preferential treatment. It's an act of kindness beyond what is due or is usual. So honestly, there is absolutely nothing that you can do or stop doing that can warrant or make you worthy of god's favor because it's something you can't earn right god's favor is for everybody i don't really like hearing favor ain't fair boy if that don't irk my spirit when i hear that because it makes it seem as if god picks and chooses who he loves and who he doesn't love who he annoys and who he favors when in reality god favors us differently he he may favor me in this particular area in my lane over here as a business owner, but then over here in this other particular area, that's not my calling. That's not my assignment. That's not where I'm supposed to be. So to use the, the the slogan that favor ain't fair makes it seems as if your lane and my lane are the, we're supposed to be in the same lane. God didn't create me to be like you. And so to say that God's favor is a fair also says that he's a liar because in the scripture it says that he's not a respecter of persons. So in order for God to actually prefer you over me, means that he respects you he loves you he honors you more than he does me. When that's not true. We're all the same. God loves me just as much as he loves you. I am his favorite and so are you. So it's really... You have to be careful with certain sayings. They're not scriptural at all. So God's favor is fair because it's for everybody. And there is absolutely nothing that you can do. God actually... He He looks down on the just and the unjust. Right? So we got to be honestly and we got to be real about the situation. We got to be real about it. God favors whoever he chooses but it has absolutely nothing to do with a person because if it did then (laughs) if it if listen let me be real if god's favor was depending on me being a good person let's just keep it 100 If his favor was dependent on me not cutting up at the store when something don't go my way or some customer service situation isn't all that great, I can't say that 100% out of 100% I would win in that situation. I can't say that I will always have God's favor because there have been times when I wanted to be like, you know what? let me tell you you know what i'm saying (laughs) like so i can't necessarily say that i'm perfect in that area and to feel like you have to earn god's favor means that you have to have some level of perfection and only jesus has mastered that honey that's the reason why we needed a savior okay so just remember is that he loves us right and his favor is for us so psalms 35 it lets us know here that's that favor his favor lasts a lifetime that's that's comforting right his um psalm eighty four eleven also lets us know that he bestows favor and honor no good thing does he withhold from those who walk is blameless blameless whose walk is blameless Psalm 5:12 reminds us that He blesses the righteous and surrounds with favor as as a shield. So God's favor is really for all of us. It's not selective because it's something that you cannot earn in the first place. You can't earn God's favor, right? It's just it's not possible. So we need to understand that in order to birth the impossible, we have to believe God, right? We got to trust God. We have to love God, of course. But we also have to accept and receive his favor. Did you know that there is a chance that you could be blocking his favor by not receiving the messenger that he sent it to? Did you know that? I can use His example. So, um... You know, we oftentimes we you we see homeless people on the street, right? It's it's common in most places. It's very common, and so I recall one day I was driving. I was leaving Walmart. I was leaving Walmart, and. I was buying something, something foolish because I I don't like Walmart, so why am I in there? <laughs> so I was leaving Walmart and this homeless guy who standing outside of the world and he was had to sign out or whatever. And I I never carried cash, even though that's my last name. I never carried cash and so I had like a few dollars, like maybe one or two dollars left and I was able to give it to him. And so I remember thinking to myself... Uh, man, you know, I'm I don't want this to be me right I'm thinking like I would never want that to be me So I would I want to so sew into his man's like whatever I have available and he said to me He said I want you to know that God is going to bless you now Let's think about that. Here's a homeless man Who has less than I do? Physically, right? He may spiritually be we may we may be able to vibe when it comes to the Bible uh, uh, Maturity of spiritual things. We may be able to he may be emotionally more stable than I am He may be um, mentally, you know things like that. So he may be have something here That I don't have but physically he has less than what I have, right? and I was thinking to myself wow in the midst of his situation he was still able to tell me that God was going to bless me. And I thought to myself, what if I rejected the messenger? What if I said, how could you of all people tell me that God will bless me, that God favors me because you're homeless or because you're a child or because you're too old or because you are hip and i'm not hip so i don't know what you're talking about i don't want to receive your message you could block god's favor in that way and not even realize it unknowingly you just may not just like the messenger and the messenger is in need because god speaks through people so be careful about who you reject their words from children bless me all the time because they have i, I believe they're specifically god's messengers because they have the heart of god they have his ear. And they don't have to go through as many filters as we do. We see God through foggy glasses. Their glasses are 2020 vision. They don't need to see God after this and this has happened. They just know God is good. And I believe that if you reject a child's voice, if you reject something that they're saying that is straight from God, you're missing out on something that God is trying to get to you. He's trying to bless you with. So you can block it. You can block the favor. Now, God's favor is for everyone. He gives it to everyone, but you can be the reason why you don't receive favor, not God. This, let's go ahead and understand that. The third thing, final thing, is that you got to make a decision and say yes. In verse 38, she says, listen, this blessed me so much. She said behold the maid servant of the lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her i remember first reading this i don't know what brought me to this scripture i'm going to say the holy spirit it was maybe a year or so ago i first read it in this entirety i was at work and i was talking to a customer and i can't wait to get off their phone because i had to let somebody know the revelation that i got from this I got off that phone so fast and I text my sister friends and I said, y'all, God just bless my soul. And I got to tell somebody her heart was positioned to receive what God had for her. It wasn't necessarily that it wasn't necessarily that she um, didn't trust God. It wasn't necessarily that she didn't know God loved her. It was more so the fact that she finally received what it was that Gabriel's assignment was, was to give her the good news. She received it It said, let it be unto me. I am your servant. I want your will to come to pass in my life. Could it be that there is something that God is trying to get to you through a messenger, maybe a child, maybe an adult, maybe an older person that you may have rejected. But let's say you repented. You went before God and said, God, I'm sorry. I understand now that I have, you are with me. I understand that you favor me. And now I get that I am the reason. This hasn't come to pass. Excuse me. And that I just want to say yes to what your call is on my life. And I believe that Mary got that how did she get to a yes though how did god help her get to the yes if you see if you read the story if you recall god played a part in her getting to the yes because at first her question was like bruh hey god how this gonna happen to me and so what he said to her was he said a few things what he did first he didn't give her a blueprint so you know how as entrepreneurs we like to see things laid out we like to see a b c d e f g all that laid out i know i do and then sometimes if you don't see it laid out it's confusing you may be like i can't do this i don't know how to do it well what he did more so give her a blueprint was he gave her proof he said okay So instead of me giving you an outline because I'm God and I can do that, I'm going to show you where I've done it for someone before where it seemed impossible in their situation. The word says that we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And so what I think that he used, he used that scripture for her by using her cousin. At this time when Gabriel had came and visited her, Elizabeth was six months pregnant. Remember, I said earlier, Elizabeth was considered someone who could not have a baby, but yet here she is. She's older. She's barren. She's six months pregnant. What? God, if you did it for her, surely you're no respecter of persons. You can do it for me. What I believe that you should do as you go before God, as you go and and, and study and meditate on this, is you should look for people who have been where you are not from a place of comparison because that'll kill anything that you're doing but from a place of inspiration so that they can help you see what's possible we serve a god who is an all possible god that means all things work together right god doesn't withhold any good thing from us so knowing who he is you can go and see other people who have gotten to places that you aspire to get to and use that as your inspiration as opposed to, you know, something for comparison. Sometimes we got to shift our perspective when we're looking at certain people. And so the other thing he told her was that the holy spirit is going to come upon you and from there you'll be able to birth jesus that's really important to understand because how else would she do that how else would she be able to actually have a baby without having been with a man on the natural side but she understood spiritual things so spiritually she knew that she had to have something outside of her to help this come to pass so outside of who you are outside of your capabilities, your intelligence, outside of your degrees, outside of your experience, you're going to need something outside of you to bring what you're doing to come to pass. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. Nothing can get done without the Holy Spirit. Jesus' birth needed the Holy Spirit to even be able to activate his presence into this world. The same goes for you. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. So you're going to have to ask God for the Holy Spirit to overcome you to take over your mind to take over your body to take over your spirit so that exact so what he's asking you and calling you to do you now are supernaturally equipped to do that thing in your own natural ability you can't do it in your own natural thoughts it can't get done that's period that's why you consider it impossible but with god it's it is going to be possible the holy spirit is part of the trinity we got jesus we got god the Father and we have the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we forget the Holy Spirit is our helper. When Jesus left, He said, "I will send someone to help you. He's going to guide you, and what's He's going to speak directly what I see. He's on He uh, or are or Talk to He's going to He's going to take what I hear from God, the Father. He's going to take what I say directly to Him, and it's only going to be the true things. He's only going to lead you into truth that's who he is he's a counselor he's a comforter he's a teacher he is a guy he's a guide he's going to lead you into the truth so while you're trying to do this thing by yourself you have someone who can come and live inside of you who can actually lead you to the thing that you feel impossible. Man, that helped me when I read that. I was like, wow. So I need to first realize that if I look at other people's testimonies, as I I listen to other people's testimony, I can be overcome with the fear, overcome with doubt. I can overcome that by testimony. And then I can also overcome any issue that I have by realizing that the Holy Spirit is with me and he's going to guide me. And then he also says, verse 38, that the word of God cannot fail. With God, there is nothing, it's not, nothing is impossible. That is a blessing in itself. We're overcome, yo. We can do this thing, it's not as difficult as we make it seem. So sometimes, even though you may feel confused, even though you may feel like you don't know what's going on i think you have to realize that god does he knows what's going on he's omniscient he's omnipresent he is god he's everywhere he knows all things he is god so how about let's do this instead of trusting our limited abilities trusting our limited knowledge let's try this thing out with god let's say Our assignment, my assignment is too big for me, God. I know that. I know that I can't do it by myself. Matter of fact, I don't want to do it by myself. And because you are my dad, because you are my father, because you're sovereign, because you know what's best for me, I will choose to trust you instead of relying on what I don't understand. If you stay in fear, You're going to stay in the bondage of inactivity. You'll stay in the bondage of no productivity, nothing going forward. You'll stay in that place. But God is trying to lead you to someplace else. And the only way for you to truly birth The impossible is to allow God to be God in your life and from there all things will work together for your good because that's who he is that's who he wants to be in your life if you allow him to be God it'll change everything we sometimes stand in God's way he do not need your help child because I used to think he needed my help and he was like, girl, if you don't get out, if you don't move out my way, and let me be your daddy. <laughs> okay, let me, mm, he didn't do like that, but I, you know, that's how I received it. I was like, okay, bye, I'm gonna move. And so I just let God be God and now, I'm, here we are. So, <laughs> I want you to take that, meditate on that. The scripture is Luke 1. I want you to read the entire chapter of Luke 1. Um, it, it goes into how Jesus is born. It goes into the birth of well, it doesn't go to Jesus' birth. It goes into John's birth. Jesus is born in Luke two, and so um, read that, meditate on that. Luke one, you can read through thirty eight. That's primarily where we are concentrating on it today. Another scripture that I really want you to meditate on is um, Psalms five twelve, where he blesses the righteous and surrounds them with favor as a shield and also remember um psalms 84 11 the lord bestows favor and on no good no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless and jeremiah 1 5 where god reminds us that he knew us before we were born he ordained us to be He tells Jeremiah, I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. He's not a respectable person. So whatever he's ordained you to do, whatever he's called you to do, this scripture was for you as well. So that's all that I have for you tonight. I was super excited for our Bible study. I don't have any theme music, and that's okay, because hallelujah. That's it. (laughs) Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you next week for another Bible study.